Super Rugby squads were announced yesterday. Uh, Rugby News Magazine, get yours now. Actually, don't get yours now. Get yours Monday, because there's a new one out on Monday. And Campbell Burns, the editor for Rugby News, joins us. G'day, Campbell. How are you doing? Very good morning, gents. I'm well. It's a story, man. I did get that right, didn't I? I'm not I'm not telling people not to buy your magazine today. Go and buy the new one on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, that's correct. Uh, so, yes, the uh, November issue is out on Monday. Watch for Sam Kane on the cover. And we've got a full wrap of the Rugby World Cup and the NPC and, uh, and uh, plenty of other stuff in between. Oh mate, that's going to be the, that's that's the question, isn't it, Sam Kane? Well, buy, sorry, I'm just going to say, well, buy yeah. buy both of them. If you haven't read October's, last month's issue, buy, buy that and yeah. then buy the next one. There you go. Sake. Yeah, yeah. You, you've sorted it for me, Rigger. You've mm-hmm. sorted it for me. Uh, that that is interesting. You got Sam Kane on the cover. Obviously, you guys plan these things in advance. And in just this week, we've heard that he's taking a sabbatical to go and play in Japan, so he's not going to be playing Super Rugby in 2024 for the Chiefs. Uh, do you read anything into that? Do you think this was always coming, or there's been a little bit of question mark over whether or not he holds the captaincy when Razor takes over? Yes, it will be interesting. Um, I suspect he'll certainly be in the mix to uh, to take the number seven jersey again when he comes back in in June. But uh, yeah, I, mean, I think that will, it will hit the Chiefs uh, more next season. Uh, but uh, yeah, and no, I think Kane Kane will certainly be in the mix again whether he's the captain. Um, who knows? Uh, I'm sure Razor will have some uh, some some thoughts on that, but uh, we won't know for uh, for quite a few months yet. Well, since it's been raised, what are your thoughts? If it's not him, who you reckon? Well, it's a hard one because he certainly had his finest hour only a few weeks ago um, against Ireland in the quarterfinal, um, and so he's he's played well this year. Uh, he's led pretty well, and then. Obviously, controversy in that uh, in that final, but uh, so Artie yeah, Sadia, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but of course uh, Artie um, is going um, is going to Japan as well for for a sabbatical, and that's the the worry for these Super Rugby squads. We're losing a bit of yeah. stuff our next year with uh, Bodie Barrett and now Cody Taylor. I see, uh, which hadn't previously been flagged as going going to Japan, so that's going to take away a fair bit of star power from the competition. Um, and then these guys will will all slot back into the All Blacks no doubt in June, but. Uh, yeah, it's a shame we won't see them in Super Rugby. Do, do you see it as, obviously from a fan's perspective, it's a negative because I want to see these guys running around. They are the stars. They, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll make me watch. Um, but from a rugby development point of view, is it as bad? Do you see it as a positive or a negative? Oh, no, it's a chance for some of these other guys to, to come through and take their chance as full-time pros and, and to stake a claim. Um, so... Yeah, well, that, that's why there's been plenty of uh, jostling in the NPC for positions. So the Chiefs, for instance, someone like Tom Florence had a great season for Taranaki, so he'll probably slot into that uh, into Kane's number seven jersey. Uh, he's a guy who's been on the fringes of Super Rugby, so now it's his time to shine, and I think he's a good enough footballer to do that. So, uh, no, it's not a negative from a, a player development um, scene. And, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of young talent who have been bursting out of the NPC to, to take their chance. Tell you who I reckon is going to be the All Black captain, so long as he's uh, fit uh, for the beginning of next season when we play England, I think it is. Uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to say Scott Barrett, guaranteed starter, our senior lock, captain of the Crusaders. He's got to stay on the park. Well, that's right. Well, he, he he could certainly be an option, um, and he's shown he's, he's proven he's a leader. He's 30 now, uh, huge experience under his belt, knows Razor well, so. Uh, I think Scott Barrett would certainly be in the mix, but uh, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't write to either of uh, uh, Kane or Savier off as, as options just yet. So there's plenty for Razor to mull over. 
Looking through these squads, and, I, and in particular, I'm looking through uh, the press release that actually has a section called Key Gains. And and you go down and you look at uh, Minor Pacifica, their key gains seem to be about three times the amount of every other squad's key gains. How much of a gain are they going to get? Well, yeah, that's, I'm, um, I'm probably looking at the same press release there, uh, Rigger, but yeah, some of those guys have um, come out of NPC. Some of them I've never actually heard of before. Um, I have to confess, uh, let me see, there's um, Ira Papuni, who's come from the West Sydney Two Blues um, in, in the Shoot Shield. I hadn't heard of him before. There's others who have taken their chances, like uh, Isaiah uh, Harlow, the North Harbour Reserve Harpex, come in. Um, who else have we got? Uh, uh, Otu Malcia, who played uh, number 10 for Auckland as long as six years ago. He's uh, he's come into the scene. Um, and uh, Viliami Fine has had a good season for Southland. Uh, Viliami Napo for Tasman. Uh, but, yeah, there's others, uh, names we are more familiar with, like... Julian Savia uh, coming up from the Hurricanes, uh, James Lay crossing from the Blues, and Pipisana Patufilo uh, from the Crusaders, but he's a Wellington boy. Uh, Tioni Havili is a very good signing from mm. the Crusaders. So Tana's been very active there in the transfer market. So that will, when you consider Moana had very few signings last year, um, Tana has has boosted things on that um, on that side. But whether it will it will translate into a lot more wins for Moana, we'll have to see. I think they'll. Could well be even more competitive this season. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, looks looks like Moana have certainly been throwing the money around. Well, they've got Tom Coventry in as assistant coach as well, who was with Tana at the Blues. James Lay, obviously, you mentioned, has come across from the Blues. They've signed quite a few uh, guys in the engine room. I think as it Tom Savage, who's, who's come down from Santori, he's like six foot eight, six foot nine, lock. Uh, so. I mean, the one place you would have suggested in the first couple of seasons that Moana used to come up short was at set-piece. It looks like they'll be a lot stronger at set-piece. Yeah, that's right. And uh, they've got Donald Brighouse, the Taranaki and Manu Samoa prop. Uh, I think he played in the uh, MLR last year. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. And Sakopi Kepu's back. If he can stay fit, um, that will help them there. They've got um, good, good hookers, uh, solid hookers there as well. So Tana has identified that. And uh, I think Tom Coventry, who did... Good work with the Blues Fords. We'll uh, we'll make sure Moana uh, will be um, certainly on point at, at set piece, and that was a that was an area they probably struggled, particularly scrum time um, in, in the last in their first two seasons. Obviously, no one wants the Crusaders to do any good. So <laughs> you, you, you look at they've picked up a couple of interesting players here. Well, Ryan Crotty coming back, a wonderful player, so he'll make, he'll make a difference there. Lee Halfpenny. Uh, there is uh, some rumours he might actually be uh, he might run out in the ten jersey. Yeah, well, that's uh, I mean rumours. Um, we're talking a guy who's I mean he's a very good footballer, has been for Wales, very good goal kicker, known as a fullback. I don't know how much rugby he's played at ten, but they do have uh, a couple of options there at ten, and obviously Richie Moonga will be the biggest loss for them. But Ferg Burke's injured for a good part of Super Rugby, so. Taha Kimara and Rivers Rehana, who's come down from the Chiefs, uh, will be their options at 10, I think. Uh, I think Halfpenny will have to take his chances at fullback, where Will Jordan will probably play most of the season. So Halfpenny's, uh, you know, he's had to say a very good goal kicker, but I can't see him, see him playing 10 there. Uh, that, would be a, that would be a stretch. Just rumours then? Just rumours. I mean, can you imagine coming down from Wales to play Super Rugby? And I, don't, I haven't seen the draw, so I'm guessing, but Crusaders first game up, Fiji and Drua. Hey Lee, can you play ten and, and play in the line? Thanks, mate. Awesome. 
Yeah, I suspect if that's the case, then he stands very much deep in the pocket and, and, and kicks the crap out of it, yeah. uh, if that was the case. Yeah, 100%, mate, 100%. Looks like my Highlanders have picked up a, a few players there. Anyone that's going to make a difference and turn them around? Yeah, well, look, in their, in their back three there, Rigger, uh, Timothy Tavatavanawai uh, coming from Moana will be good for them, and uh, Jacob Ratu Matazuki Nipkins, um, fullback or wing, uh, to go with Jonah Nareki. So the Highlanders uh, look as though they've got themselves sorted in the back three. They've got X-Factor there. Uh, they have lost a few other players, but it looks as though, uh, yeah, they've got some, some interesting signings. Where will Sam Gilbert play? Will he play 10, 12, or 15? Um, and I see uh, there's another Welshman... Uh, He's been signed by the Highlanders, Reese Patchell, probably the number three or four Welsh number 10. Uh, so he'll slot in there somewhere. So, uh, yeah, the Highlanders have been a bit more active there with Jamie Joseph as their new director of rugby. So will that translate into them having a good run into the playoffs, uh, Rigger? I'm not sure, but they do still have a very solid forward pack. So interesting to see how they go. It will be. What about the Blues, mate? I mean, they obviously they have got... Buckets and buckets and buckets of cash lying around now that Roger Tuivasa-Shek isn't there. Uh, where have they put that? Yeah, well, I'm just looking through. They uh, they have got a couple of interesting signs, but they've tended to go into the NPC. Um, some fringe players, um, Angus Talvales, come back from the Chiefs to offset the departure of uh, Nepo Laulala, but they've uh, they've gone for Mehana Grinlay, the centre from Taranaki, probably the player of the of the final in the NPC. Uh, Lucas Cashmore, breathe back up number 10 um, from Bay of Plenty. James Thompson, the lock from uh, Counties Manukau. PJ Sheck, probably a fringe player of the Wellington Lions. Cade Banks uh, had a good season on the wing for North Harbour. Uh, Lachlan McFonnell from the Chiefs, who has had a, uh, a, just a horrendous run of injuries. He's come up, probably offsetting uh, James Tucker's departure. So they haven't sort of splashed the cash too much on new, new recruits uh, as such, but they have made some uh, interesting signings from the the NPC, so Vin Cotter has been keeping an eye on the provincial scene. Um, so I, I think the Blues will be very much competitive, but will they will they be able to threaten the uh, the Chiefs, who I think would have to be the favourites on on the quality of their roster? I guess one for your purists, it all all starts and finishes up front. Who's looking good there for the Blues? No, um, no, for, yeah. uh, over the squads. When it, when you're looking at, at front rows, purists are sitting there going, "Well, I don't know why you're talking about backs. It all starts and finishes up front." <laughs> Who's <laughs> looking good there? Well, yeah. Look, the uh, I think probably the probably the Chiefs. Uh, they've had a couple of interesting signings there. George Dyer is probably going to be the the tight head prop. Um, they've got Samasoni Takiahu, uh, who um, although he's probably lost um, lost ground in the All Blacks in the picking order, he'll certainly be the number one hooker for the Chiefs. Um, and then they've got guys like Aiden Ross and Ollie Norris. Um, who are in, in, in Norris is, is, is a prime candidate, you know, to be uh, to be a starting lucid prop for the Chiefs. So, so they're looking very solid with all their locks in behind, even without Brodie Retallick. They've got um, Josh Lord uh, and the likes of Monarchy Selby Rickett. So the Chiefs looking very solid in that area. Um, I guess the uh, the Hurricanes, uh, too, were solid in the front row. Um, Tyrell Lomax, uh, you've got Safo Elmour, who's coming out under the, from under the shadow of Dean Coles. Um, so, but... <laughs> I'm just looking through the Crusaders roster. Um, even without Cody Taylor, they've got uh, they've got four All Black props. So Joe Moody will come back in and share the lucid role with George Bauer, and then you've got Tamiti Williams and Fletcher Newell on the tight head. So um, the Crusaders look look very strong up front, uh, but I think the Chiefs uh, Chiefs look very solid. Another uh, position I think there's going to be a lot of talk about uh, coming into this season, and particularly with England down here mid year, 
is the 10. Uh, you know, I think everybody's expecting that Damien McKenzie is going to be the 10 for the All Blacks, the number one 10. But outside of that, I guess what you're looking, Brett Cameron maybe, if he can, uh, he, he can stay injury free, or a couple of young guys who um, are coming through the system at the moment, Lucas Cashmore, uh, and Caleb Trask, back from Japan as well, uh, both out of the Bay of Plenty originally, uh, both very good tens. Yeah, that's right. I think Trask, it's pretty debatable whether he's a better 15 or a 10. Uh, good to see him back. He's still young enough, but uh, I'm not sure whether he's necessary or break material at 10 at this stage. McKenzie, certainly the favourite uh, for that position. I think potentially Josh Iwani, if he can get some game time and get fit, um, he could... Uh, he could threaten there. I think he's he's very well equipped, um, and he's already played Test rugby for the All Blacks. Um, interesting to see what they do at the Blues because they've got um, Stephen Perifeta and Zan Sullivan. Now I think Sullivan uh, could well take that number ten jersey with Perifeta at fullback, uh, where he's probably better suited. I mean, Sullivan has shown for Auckland um, uh, certainly in this NPC season that he can do the job at ten. So uh, you know he may come into that mix if he has a big season. Um, Perifeta, yeah, I definitely think he's more, just with the way he plays, he's probably not that vocal, but he's a very good um, attacking, counter-attacking footballer, probably better at 15. Uh, but certainly yeah, that those so those 10 stocks will take a hit. Uh, but I think Bowden will be back for the All Blacks uh, potentially in June, um, but uh, losing Richie Moonga means that, you know, there's a fair bit going on Damien McKenzie, and we know how well he played there at, uh, at 10 for the Chiefs in 2023. Brett Cameron once got me out in a game of cricket, actually, so I wish him all the worst. Um, TJ, <laughs> TJ Perinara, I'm just going up in their list. Still still there, still running out, still wanting to play for the Hurricanes. you got to take your hat off. And I guess with Roy, Roy Gard there, um, you'd assume he would be first choice, but you do need a couple. Yeah, oh, look, um, that's, that's right. I think, well, TJ, uh, he said so long out injured, and I think he was planning to come back in the NPC, but it never happened. So he'll be jumping out of his skin to, to play. Uh, but as will Roygaard, who mysteriously did not make the 23 uh, in the playoff stages for the World Cup, no. even though he'd played well earlier. So Roygaard, will, I think, will probably be the favourite. But I know, knowing TJ, he's a competitive man and uh, and, and will want that starting berth. Uh, I see Richard Judd's come in as the third halfback. Uh, probably a good choice. He's been a bit of a journeyman, but... He's a good footballer. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Roy Gard versus Perinara could well be one of the interesting uh, subplots for the for the Hurricanes. So, I mean, if, if you had to, and I know this is something you'll be looking at uh, for the December issue, because no doubt there's going to be a big Super Rugby preview in the, the December issue of uh, Rugby News magazine, but, I mean, if you had to rate out of 10 uh, all, all these squads, who do you think's won the retention and recruitment program for 2024? Yeah, uh, hard to say. I think probably the uh, <clears throat> probably the Chiefs, um, because other than Retallick and Kane, um, they haven't lost too many um, big names. Um, but um, I think the, the, the Hurricanes haven't... It's a funny one with the Hurricanes. Uh, they actually look pretty solid, um, mostly in their in their positions. I think other than Adi Savia, um, the Hurricanes will look pretty solid. I, I know uh, James Blackwell, the lock, has gone to Japan as well. Um, so there, there's probably... It depends how... How the contracting falls for a lot of these, um, a lot of these uh, franchises. But um, the Hollanders and Moana have been very active in the market. Uh, they probably needed to be. Uh, the Crusaders will have to make changes there. But I think the, uh, the Chiefs and Hurricanes look fairly settled. Um, but how that sort of falls with um, 
by the time February comes around with uh, with injuries and whatnot, then we'll have to wait and see. Rather than who's gained what, isn't this actually more a case of having the biggest influence on the season will be who's lost what and the big dog has lost Razor? Yeah, well, that's right. There's been uh, all change in the coaching uh, ranks. So Rob Penny's coming into the into the hot seat, and um, well, I mean, he he has a, a a very competitive squad, but if he can pull off a, an eighth Crusaders title in a row, uh, which a lot of the neutrals will hate, uh, including you, Rigger, I know, <laughs> uh, that will be uh, that will be an extraordinary effort, really. But um, having said that, you just have to look at the at the quality in the roster, and it's uh, not beyond beyond the realms of possibility. But I I, I still think the Chiefs are. The Chiefs are right for their third title there, so uh, um, and, and they're the only one who hasn't got a new a new coaching regime. Um, so it's been all changed elsewhere. Um, and uh, you know, Ken Clark Laidlaw moved seamlessly from sevens into fifteens and do some do some damage with the Hurricanes. Ken Vern Cotter, as he says when he's looking under the bonnet, can he um, re-engineer what the <laughs> what the Blues are about? And, and they did so well two years ago. So. I, yeah, I think it's going to be some uh, some interesting change. And Tana, will he will he be responsible for a, a revival uh, at Moana as well? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Looking forward to uh, seeing these teams get out there in anger uh, in Japan and in the Northern Hemisphere as well. The Crusaders going to play Munster and the the Chiefs and the Blues going up to play League One Japan sides as well. It's certainly going to be interesting. The the changing shape and changing face of rugby, Campbell. Yeah, that's right. And uh, although yeah, it's fair to say uh, some of those top stars on sabbaticals is not going to help the situation, uh, Super Rugby does need a big um, a big season next year. Uh, it's been copping it from all sides, um, but you know I think it's still it's still the best rugby we've got there. Um, it, it does tweak a few things. There are good things in there, like twenty minute red cards, which we would have liked to have seen at the Rugby World Cup. Um, so you know there is still still plenty of good code, um, and uh, you know people. I know some of the fringe viewers will want to see all the stars, but um, if you follow the NPC, you'll be able to follow some of these uh, NPC stars right into Super Rugby and then hopefully onwards. I was one of those people, Campbell, who was who was sort of buying into that theory that you know Super Rugby was getting, once again, considered to be a little bit of candy floss when compared to what was going on in the Northern Hemisphere, that this World Cup was going to prove that Northern Hemisphere Rugby was so far more advanced and, and better than Southern Hemisphere. Who's in the final? Two Southern Hemisphere teams. That's right. That's right. Well, it's a close run thing, though. I still think France and Ireland are probably still the top two sides in the world, but they, uh, but you know, I mean, they got knocked out in the quarters. So I don't think it necessarily um, proves uh, that Southern Hemisphere is better overall. But I think uh, Super Rugby is still is still a quality competition. Um, and uh, but you know, in certain in certain conditions, um, you know, the Northern Hemisphere side can thrive. I mean. You know, we had we had uh, England for God's sake almost making the World Cup final. Um, that would have been horrendous for for rugby. But having said that, if they had, I think the All Blacks would have won. So, so there you go. Yeah, well, England are horrendous for rugby, just full stop. I mean, aren't they? <laughs> it's, it's just, I did say. Uh, well, they, I, they think it's real rugby. Yeah, so it depends where you're watching it from. Yeah, it's a pity point of view. I, I don't. I've never heard of this guy before the World Cup, and and that that's probably down to my ignorance more than anything else. Uh, but I'm not sure, Campbell, if you saw a New Zealand rugby journalist too, I think he writes a lot for Rugby Pass, a guy called Ben Smith, getting right under Rassi Erasmus's skin on Twitter. Uh, one of the things he said was, uh, everybody's saying there's two Southern Hemisphere teams in the final is not, because South Africa are a Northern Hemisphere team. They play in the URC, all their players play in France and England. Yeah, that's fair point. Um, so and they play Northern Hemisphere, so it's really it is Southern Hemisphere versus Northern Hemisphere. 
boy, Rassie Rasmus did not like that, took to him and then blocked him. Really? Yeah. Rassie, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, and I see he's now taken over as the Springboks head coach. Uh, so, he, But we, we know he's always the brains behind it, but he's always very active on um, on, on Twitter, Rassie. Um, I'm not sure whether he necessarily uh, English is his first written language, uh, but um, so I don't know whether anything gets lost in translation there. But yeah, he, he fired up. I mean, what in the Lions series a couple of years ago, he fired up uh, over the uh, qualities or lack of them of uh, referee Nick Berry. Uh, I seem to recall. So uh, he's one of these coaches who uh, can you imagine um, Graham Henry uh, waging a war on Twitter? Um, not yeah, quite. No, not quite. No, good <laughs> stuff, Campbell. All right, mate. Hey, listen. Thanks for coming on. Keep up the good work at Rugby News no Magazine as well. I uh, look forward to that uh, that issue hitting my letterbox on Monday. Awesome, gents. Cheers, mate. Cheers, uh, Campbell Burns. There with us from Rugby News for all the latest rugby updates, analytics, interviews, and more. Get the Rugby News Magazine today or Monday, as the case may be.